0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, September 1st, 2023. Today we're reading from the big book, We're in a Vision for You, page 151. We're reading the second paragraph, starting with the less people tolerated us, and we're ending with unhappy drinkers who re- read this page will understand. All right. Uh, today's readers, how about we do that? <laughs> today's readers are 12 steps is 10s and 12 traditions Karen W. Reading the text is Nancy R. Uh, page 164 is A.M. Marie M. Our newcomer readers Nancy C. And the second hour host is Eileen M. Excuse me. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, August 31st, 2023. 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,589. That's 20,589. At 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 20,590. 20,590. The OA preamble,
1: <coughs>
0: excuse me, <coughs> Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals whose shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated a compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision For You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. And actually, Lynn is here, so Tenzin, no worries. Lynn S. will read our 12 steps.
1: Good
2: morning, everyone. Lynn S., Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of this step, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Past.
0: Thank you, Lynn. I appreciate it. Next up with the 12 Traditions is Karen W.
3: Good morning. This
4: is Karen W. from Texas Recovered Compulsive Overeater, 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
5: Thanks for allowing me to be of service and pass.
0: Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive over only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does require a request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. (coughs) Excuse me. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, we are in a vision for you. We're on on page 151. We're reading the second paragraph. The less people tolerated us, ending with unhappy drinkers who read this page will understand and I've asked Nancy R to get us kicked off today
5: hi good morning it's Nancy R um, recovered um, compulsive reader from Northwest Illinois the less people tolerated us the more we withdrew from society from life itself as we became subjects of King alcohol Shivering denizens of his mad realm, the chilling vapor that his loneliness settled down. It thickened, ever becoming blacker. Some of us sought out sordid places, hoping to find understanding, companionship, and approval. Momentarily, we did. Then would come oblivion and the awful awakening to face a hideous four horsemen. Terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair. Unhappy drinkers who read this page will understand. Ah uh, wow, that is a um colorfully written paragraph um, and a and a warning um a warning of what's to come if it hasn't come already um so this i've I've been in this place with my overeating and um without this program and working these steps daily, I would be back in an instant. I've done it over and over and over and over again um, and um thankfully, I'm not there today. um I have often become the subject of king food um in the chilling vapor of loneliness and this sickening this ever becoming blacker that really strikes me this morning like that's how it feels this is um it's 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 good to go back through reading this paragraph and remember the despair and loneliness and bewilderment and terror and frustration of those dark days of compulsive overeating. Um it's good to remember because my life is so different today. And um my forgetfulness is one of my weaknesses. Um, you know, my sick twist of the mind tells me that it wasn't that bad and it'd be okay if you ate X and They're all lies, and the truth is that um, I was in a very dark, sick, lonely place when I was in the food, and about 21 months ago, I, I came out of over four and a half year, probably five year relapse. It just kept getting lonelier and darker and thicker. And um, thank goodness I said yes to the search party when God sent it again and um, was willing to um, reach out and take the hand that was offered to me to um, come out of this place and to be in uh, recovery today. and. so, yeah, I'm happy uh, readers who read this page will understand. I, I certainly I certainly do, and thankfully uh, we have a solution, and uh, it's not the food. Thanks. That's all I have.
0: Thanks, Nancy. Appreciate it. Now we're going to open up the lines for sharing. And Although we value your experience, you ask that you limit your share to every third day. Uh, so I always could share their experience, too. So if you share it on Wednesday uh, or Thursday, please step back. and We may always get a shot. I just need you one at a time. Who would like to share with us?
6: Lisa B. From Boston.
0: We got Katie G And I think Lisa B. I heard.
6: Judith
0: SP. Yeah. Judith. So I got Katie G., Lisa B., Judith S. P. Who else? Don't be shy.
7: Ken W H.
0: Ken. Hey, Russ. I'm
7: <laughs> Jessica man.
3: C Jessica. Who else?
0: John M. All right there, John.
3: You could take a few more.
8: Jessica S. from Ohio.
3: Jessica S.
0: All right, we'll we'll go with this. Let's go with this. Frisky and see how this goes. Katie G., Lisa B., Judith S.P., Ken WH., Jessica C., John M., and Jessica S. Katie G., you're up.
6: Hey, friend. Thanks for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. And, you know, this is... Assigned to me that I had the ism, like alcoholism, foodism, um, before I even took my first bite. What I mean by that is, you know, when I was little, um, before I took that first bite, I felt like I should be somebody else doing something else with some other people at some other time. And loneliness was my middle name. Like I could go as a little girl into a room of Thousands of people, not that I did this, but like, let's say kindergarten, right, where my, um, and, and feel lonely and feel afraid and feel um, terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair. Um, And I know that we're talking here about King Alcohol, but I also, you know, when I came into the rooms, I thought that food was my problem. Life, life is my problem. I don't know how to live life. I don't know how to enter society. I know how to be lonely. I know how to, you know, go into my own skin. And you know what I really know how to do? I know how to starve myself. I, I'm a compulsive eater, but I do better, quote unquote, in my illness of starving myself. And I do get a chilling vapor that is loneliness when I'm doing that because everything in the world becomes about starving myself or exercising. And I have nothing, you know, I live in this, in the burbs, right? I live in the burbs in this big house with these kids and these husbands. (laughs) I don't have two husbands. This husband and nothing is important. Nothing is important. That chilling vapor settles down. But I want to stay also that like as a recovered person, I have to remember what a privilege it is to recoil today from from a hot flame yesterday i i didn't i did not i took an action with my food that was not um that had me realize that i am still a compulsive eater that i am still a restrictor and that if i went down there i would die like dying would be a step up from how i was and thanks be to god i recoiled from that behavior as if from a hot flame I felt disconnected from God. I felt scared, I felt lonely, I felt afraid, and then thank God, it was like it was lifted from me. So if you are sitting here and you're you're wondering why you're you felt like a weirdo all your life, you couldn't fit in your skin. nobody understood you you just didn't fit in, welcome home, welcome to Overeaters Anonymous. That chilling vapor that is loneliness that has settled down into your bones. It's going to change. You're going to change. And that is the most magnificent promise of this book. And with that, I pass.
0: All right, Katie. Thanks a lot. So next up is Lisa B. followed by Judith S. P.
9: Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I'm in South Carolina. And I do spell my name L-E-S-A. If you ever wanted to find me on the member list and this is such a powerful paragraph powerful paragraph um life itself that's what really jumped out for me life today i know that god is the source of life and i tried to find life in people places and things and food and um i was a subject of it which is like a slave now i understand about the doctor's opinion, that allergy of the body, I kept wondering what is wrong with me. And what a what a gift to be able to go through the doctor's opinion with a recovered compulsive overeater and have them point out to me in that reading about the allergy of the body. And I I still have to remember that with such vivid, it has to be imprinted. I have lost the ability to control and manage my food, whether it's restricting whether it's overeating, its ingredients and everything, and, and it tells me that I must, I must accept that in my body and my mind I'm different. And then um hoping to find understanding. You know, I can still go to people places and things and try and find approval and understanding. And I have to always remember as a recovered compulsive overeater, as a compulsive overeater, as an addict, as an alcoholic The source of life for me is always going to be in my higher power, having a relationship with that power. That's the most important thing for me. Um, And then it talks about the awful awakening. Once I ingest that ingredient or engage in that behavior, it begins. The process begins. I don't have the ability to manage it and it gets worse, you know, it gets worse with age. It's chronic, it's progressive, it's fatal. And the thing that's so scary for me is that I may not actually die of compulsive overeating if I were to pick up, it could last so long, that process of being in relapse, that death may not come right away. And that's what's more frightening for me. So I need to hear you guys, every day I listen, I love hearing compulsive overeaters that are struggling, that are new, that are recovered, that are free. I need to hear it all. And um, today I do this happily and it's not a white knuckle experience. So anyways, that's what I wanted to share. I pass.
0: All right, Lisa, thank you very much. Next up is Judith SP followed by Ken WH
10: good
1: morning everyone excuse me my name is judith sp from maryland thank you russ for everyone being here and most important thank you god for bringing me into this day Uh, i'm thinking that uh, this paragraph is one that whenever i uh, ever and thank you god i don't today think about picking up uh, a trigger food and many of my trigger behaviors I just need to go to this paragraph and I'm struck by unhappy drinkers who read this page will understand. And I think of the power of when Dr. Bob thought he'd spend 15 minutes with Bill W. He'll give him that amount of time because he knows nothing's going to work. And then they were together from what I've heard over five hours because Bill W. was talking his story, his experiences. And Dr. Bob was no so because this was the first time someone understood him. And when I heard this paragraph read, I said, oh my God, do not fear the past, Judith. Don't shut the door on it, but make sure you remember it. Because I withdrew from life and although our code is love and tolerance, when they say the less people tolerate it, it was like, oh, my God, I have to put up with her insanity again. Come on, man. This is enough. And family and friends would be the ones recoiling. And I would always think it's their problem. What's wrong with you? Um, the food was all I cared about. The food the food behaviors, and blaming everybody else. The loneliness was so deep that, as I've shared before and remember in my heart and soul when I was 29, I made these ridiculous attempts, ridiculous because, thank you, God, I'm still here, to not be in this world anymore because of the despair and loneliness, and it was all because I didn't fit in. I looked up the word denizens because I know I've heard it, but I didn't know what it meant. And it means foreigner or an inhabitant of some place that's not fitting. And I've always felt like a foreigner in this life that I live. When I came into these rooms, I started feeling like I belonged. Slowly but surely, I became one of many. And thank you, God. That is such an incredibly peaceful feeling. And I will close with the fact that when I look at and put on the four hit horsemen, terror, bewilderment, frustration, and despair, I just yeah. wanted to pull my hair out and scream, I can't take it anymore. And thank you, God, and thank you, Oway, for being here for me. And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks to you. Next up is Ken WH.
7: Thank you, Russ. Good morning. This is Ken WH, a recovery compulsive eater from North Carolina. Um, There's a lot in here for me. Um, The less people tolerated us, well, I had less toleration of myself to boot. Uh, I couldn't stand myself. Um, And that's part of my withdrawal from... Life. Um, I was a loner when it came to that. I was a private eater, uh, <laughs> even though it all showed outside. Um, but what I was struck by was the poetic nature of uh, of uh, Bill's words here. Uh, I imagined an old classic film noir movie, black and white, and uh... in london set in london or something and this this fog rolls in and that there was always the fog so that you couldn't see clearly and uh... you knew something was going to happen you knew that uh... you just was intended to make me feel fearful of what was coming next when is the next surprise coming always in that darkness and uh... and i would be full of terror afraid uh afraid to go outside at night Um, that kind of terror because uh, I was just so unstable I didn't have God in my life at all at that point I may have been full of theology but I was not full of God and uh, I'll tell you the book makes it pretty clear that without God I'm toast and uh, uh, I need God Uh, I need God because only God can overpower these four horsemen uh, terror, bewilderment, frustration, and despair. Oh my goodness! Um, sometimes I just, I just didn't have any, any sense of power that I could survive this life. And uh, today, it's all different. <laughs> it really is. It's like a s turning the switch, turning on life. And uh, I'm not afraid of life. I'm not afraid of death. I'm. I'm just living the one day at a time as best I know how and hopefully being helpful to someone else who may be experiencing that sense of despair and loss. So I'm grateful to be here. Thank you all for what you share. Uh, I pass. Thanks, Ken.
0: <clears throat> before, sorry. Thank you, Ken. Uh Before Jessica C. jumps up here, let me let you know where we're at if you got on the meeting a little later. We're in a vision for you, page 151, the second paragraph, less people tolerated us and ending with unhappy drinkers who read this page will understand. Next up is Jessica C.
11: Hi, I'm Jessica C. I'm a recovered compulsive reader in Ontario, Canada. Um, yeah, this paragraph describes what it's like to be in the food in very dramatic terms. Um, and it reminds me that my role as a sponsor when taking someone through step one is, is to guide them to see that a paragraph like this isn't, um, overstating the horrible reality of being in the food. Um, it, it seems like part of our disease is to blot out how awful, how bad it is when we're um, compulsively eating. Um, and that has been true for me as well. You know, I would, um, I remember being at a face-to-face meeting once and I, and someone in the meeting shared about the horror of being in the food. And at that time I thought, well, that's, that's, you know, she's being dramatic. Like it's not horror to be in the food. Um, but there was a level of dishonesty for there, there for me because I had driven, to get to that face-to-face meeting, I had driven two hours in rush hour traffic to be there. So I was obviously having a very negative experience with the food to go to that length to get to that meeting. Um, And it wasn't very long after that, you know, hearing someone share that in, in that meeting that I was, my disease had progressed and I was spending entire weekends on my own, binging the whole weekend you know, gaining 10 to 15 pounds over the course of a couple of days. So, um, you know, it was, it's true for me that it is horrible. There is horror in being in the food. Um, but, you know, I, it's been two and a half years since I've been recovered. And, you know, this past week I've been on vacation. I didn't do anything exciting. I've just been at home, but I have been spending a lot of time. Um, connecting with fellows and spending extra time with my higher power, going to extra meetings, and it's been so wonderful, so, so peaceful and serene during these uh, during this vacation, and uh, just the joy that I'm feeling is um, I'm so grateful for that. So there is definitely hope after the horror. So I'll pass with that.
0: Thanks, Jessica. Next up is John M. Followed by Jessica
12: S.
10: John M. from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, It's hard for... Go ahead. Am I out of order?
0: No, you're perfect. Go ahead, buddy. Okay. I
10: got it. It is hard uh, for me to accept that This book describes me withdrawn from society, a recluse. We're the folks that turn to these material substances to cope. And it only makes it worse, of course. I want to be an inspiration to other people on this line, but how can I do that if I'm not demonstrating that God's love has set me free, that the truth has set me free? I can only tell them that uh, I'm working to that end, and one day I will achieve that end. That's the best I can do with that. The only way I can do that is to uh, not give in to these fleshly desires. Paul, way back in the day, spoke of temperance and sobriety Being perhaps the measure of a man and woman. Uh, So that's how important it is. It is not something that we can take lightly. And it is so wonderful to come on here and hear these voices of recovery. We do best when we follow others, be it the master or be it some of the folks in this line. And so uh, this, this movement is uh, indescribably inspirational. It gives hope to the rest of us who are still struggling with our addictions. So I thank God for it, and I, even though sometimes I feel like some of the comments are melodramatic, I have to remember that some of these people have held on to their lives with this movement, this this OA. Um, So in the light of that, I don't think anything is too melodramatic. So I just want to thank God for this uh, and these people on the line for these Voices of Recovery. They helped me, and one day I will achieve this sobriety. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Right, okay, Sean, thank you. Next up is Jessica S. And then we're going to take a, another big list.
8: Yes, hi. Uh, this is Jessica S. from Ohio, a grateful um, compulsive overeater. You know, um, this is my reality. Um, it's, it's hell being the food. You know, it's like I. It, you know, if like I go back to the way I was, you know, sneaking food, you know, in my pocket, and you know, being dishonest, and then you know, feeling guilt, and then feeling guilty that I took the food, and then I eat more because I because I'm trying to numb out the feeling. Um, yeah, a few weeks ago, I, you know, my daughter's no, yeah, a few weeks ago. My daughter and my um, and my significant other, they were like, "Who ate all the cookies?" And I was like, "I didn't, you know, I didn't eat any. You know, I don't eat sugar." And they were like, "Okay, well, I only ate a few." And I was like, "Um, and then just reading this paragraph, it just reminds me how dishonest I am and how sneaky I am." and how manipul- manipulated I am, you know, to people that I love and how it's just a cycle, you know. It's just a terrible cycle, you know. It's like what it says, the four horsemen, you know, terror and bewilderedness and despair and frustration. And it's not just, you know, the food that I am basically um I'm dishonest about. I'm also dishonest about behaviors. You know, my 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 character changes. You know, I'm dishonest with people at work, and I started lying about things. And then I just realized, you know, I'm you know I'm so blessed to um, have such uh, you know strong people sponsors fellows allow me and. So far, by the grace of God, I am absent today. It's it's still, it's still a struggle. You know, I try to tell myself I don't have a disease, but then I realize I do. I just, um, I just threw out my daughter's pop tart because I said I can't have it. To the mom, I'm done. And to the mom, I'm done with the. I'm done eating my breakfast. And I'm looking at the pop tart. I'm thinking, you know. Maybe I can have somebody. I realize that leads me down a rabbit hole that I can't go down, and I'm just also so thankful for this um, paragraph because it does remind me. If I'm as I get back to where I was, you know, um, a few weeks ago, and I, I just, um, yeah, I'm just immensely grateful for you guys, um, and thanks, Russ, for moderating. Thanks, guys. Bye.
0: Thank you, Jessica. So we're gonna open up the lines for sharing again. We are in a vision for you, page one hundred fifty one, that second paragraph. So the last people tolerated us. Ending with unhappy drinkers who so read this page will understand. Who would like to share on this?
8: Anita J.
0: I heard Anita J and I think that was it. Sandra
12: Maria. Sandra Barbara G.
0: shot Sh- Sh- and Sandra. Barbara, hold on. hold on, hold on. Sandra Maria. What, what's the Paris, of your yes. list? Hold on, hold on, please. Uh, Sandra Maria, Maria, I believe. B.
13: B. Okay,
0: B Barbara G.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I think I, uh, who else did I hear there? Terry J. There was a couple more in there. I'm sorry about Ashley that. Ashley F.,
14: Loretta H., uh,
0: Oh, Loretta, that's who it was.
14: Pamela it was. P.
0: Okay, Dana hold P. on, hold on. Ashley H. Loretta. Uh,
14: Pamela Dana. P.
0: Dana. Dana and Pamela. That's all we're going to... I'm not sure we're going to get the the last two, but I'm okay. taking you down in the event oh, wow. we can get every, everybody done. So we got Anita J, Sandra Maria B, Barbara G, Terry J, Ashley H, Loretta H, Dana P, and Pamela, Pamela P, I believe it was. Okay, Anita, you're up.
12: Okay, thank you, thank you, Russ. This is Anita J, uh, recovered in Massachusetts. Um, oblivion. Isn't it funny that? You only have one life to live, and I was looking for oblivion. I, uh, it took more and more food to get me there. And for what? A brief moment, a brief ah, moment. And then came the hideous four horsemen, especially in the morning to start every morning in despair you know and bewilderment you know i i knew this book i knew it intellectually but in my gut in my gut there was no recovery in my gut was just just the remnants of whatever i ate the night before it's a it's a terrible place to be and it took so long but that doesn't matter anymore because February 3rd, I can't believe it now, 2014, look at that, was my last debauch. It doesn't mean that another one couldn't come. That's why I'm on this line every day. That's why I'm doing what I can do uh, to pass the to pass it on and that anybody can get this if they could just open their hands up and raise them and say, I surrender. And um, it's been a life second to none since then. And um, in great gratitude, I'm thanking you guys on this line. I would feel awful if I dial in and nobody was here. So that has not happened. With that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Anita. Next up is Sandra Maria B.
13: Hello, there, friends. I'm Sandra Maria. I'm a compulsive eater living in Sweden. I'm so grateful to to recovering one day at a time. And um, yeah, oblivion is really a killer. Um, some yesterday, I was in a position where I was not spiritual fit. And I reached out to a newcomer, and she was telling she was telling my life what would happen uh, if I would have listened to the life. And uh, it was so extremely strong to hear the message of what happens if I would go into oblivion, what happens if I would go into the disease. And I read something some days ago, it said pain abort your f- future, don't let pain abort your future. And this is what the disease does with me. It aborts everything that is worth living. It steals my joy, it steals my peace, it steals my future, it steals my hope, it steals my health, it steals my relationship, and it robs me of everything worth living for. Um, And I also have been meditating about, you know, the fact that as a compulsive eater i've been struggling so much with accepting life on life's terms and people and even myself uh the way i am and um by not accepting i have been resisting And if i'm resisting i'm struggling so it's it's so paradoxical to just accept and accept that this life is it it may seem, it's meaningless for me without god Without God, my life is meaningless. And I also need to add something into it to make it more spicy. And food can never spice my life up. Never, ever, ever. Um, But this fellowship, um, God's grace, it really, really strengthens me and spices my life up a lot. So thank you all for being there and reminding me that I have a life today because, because of this disease that brought me to freedom and God.
3: Thank you all.
0: All right, next up is Barbara G.
15: Thank you, Ross. Hi, my... Buon pomeriggio, buongiorno. <laughs> Hi, uh, nice see. to be
14: here with you all. Can you hear me? Yep.
15: Hello? Yeah, good. Yes, so yes. my name is Barbara G. and I'm calling from Paris, France. And um, wow, a lot came up as we read this paragraph this morning. First of all, I would turn around the sentences and I would read: "As we became subjects to of King Alcohol, the less people tolerated us, and the more we tre- we withdrew from society, because." i was not a nice person to be around as we usually say here but of course i didn't see it i thought i was uh, kind uh, i was uh, i was uh, i was a good person and i didn't see that uh, i i was uh, i was just so focused on the food when i was young that uh, all the rest really did not matter And um, it was painful to read this paragraph, honestly, this morning, but also joyful if I see what I have today. Painful because looking back in my early 20s, before and after I discovered the program, because I did discover it very soon, but not to utilize it, but just to come to the rooms and sit down. And that's okay, because that was God's plan for me. So when I was young in my 20s before and after meeting the program i uh what i can see now is if i look back is that i was a young woman intelligent full of opportunities in front of me with all my life waiting out there because that's how i feel today but back then i only felt uh, like uh, the heaviness uh, of uh, my self-pity and the heaviness of my pain, and the heaviness of my negativity, and uh, my despair. And uh, because one thing I was thinking when we were reading the paragraph is that The reason why I wanted to turn around the sentence at the beginning, as we became subjects of King Alcohol, the less people tolerated us and the more we withdrew from society uh, and life, uh, uh, made me realize that, of course, that was so, because when I had the food, I didn't need anything else. That's the saddest part of my story. I withdrew from society big, big time. I isolated, I went to live in a village of 2000 inhabitants far away from my family and friends. And uh, I remember very vividly the pain I I went I through. Uh, but it was not enough. Thank you. It was not enough until the moment came for me because, unfortunately, food really was my master, but it doesn't have to be like that any longer. Thank you, and I'll pass.
0: All right. Thank you, Barbara. Next up is Terry J, followed by Ashley H. Good morning. This is Terry J
16: in Michigan. Grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. Thanks for your service, Russ, and everybody that does service for this uh, line. Um, this paragraph really, really hit home for me this morning. And I'm not going to take up a lot of time because I know it's a few people behind me that want to share. I'm just grateful today. Uh, somebody already shared basically what I was, uh, where I'm at is, and that was that word, denizens. And um, I have had become a member of a society and a country that I was a foreigner in, you know, and I'm grateful, you know, that um, today I see that, that there is a solution, you know, there really is. And I'm grateful to be in the solution Somebody heard my cry back a few months ago, and a rescue party from this line started reaching out to me, and I'm grateful for that. I am so grateful, forever grateful to a vision for you, the fellows on the line, the people that make this happen every day. I'm just grateful today, and I want to put that out there. Everybody have a grateful day and happy September.
0: All right, uh, thank you. Next up is Ashley H.
10: Good
17: morning.
0: Right, My name. I good
17: morning. Right, go good morning. My name's Ashley F. Colleen, in as a recovered compulsive eater from Kentucky, overeater from Kentucky. I wanted to share this morning because um I certainly identify with the awful awakening, the oblivion and the pattern that's described here um honestly over my lifetime with regard to compulsive eating and um what I'm what I'm experiencing right now um is that the awful awakening it describes I feel like for me um persists even after the food has been put down and i know um other places in our book talk about that but i um it's been 10 months this time since i have been free from eating compulsively which feels like a miracle but i feel um more bewildered without the food and i feel um, like, how am I supposed to do life? How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to show up in a way that's balanced and um, raise my kiddo in a way that's loving and tolerant but still holds boundaries and, you know, work full-time and care for aging parents and to do these things lovingly and peacefully. And um, it was in talking with, Uh, sponsor the idea of pride was raised and I struggle once I am free of the the actual behaviors associated with compulsive eating I struggle to continue to acknowledge that I need help I cannot (laughs) apparently I can't do this alone and I know that in my mind but my I, I feel as much despair and as loss and lonely, um, like it describes in this paragraph now, when I'm in the food, I at least fake it. I show up, I encounter people, I get to work, I do all the things, but it's very, um, it's, I guess, the actor piece. So I wanted to just share with what feels vulnerable to me to say that that's where I am. Uh, It feels like the the bewilderment continues and um um, ashley s in kentucky my name is on the list and i'm always open to connecting because i'm so tired of getting my butt kicked by this progressive illness thanks for letting me share and thanks for the service in the room
0: thanks ashley so we got about four minutes left um if loretta could take two dana p could take two and pamela I'm sorry that I didn't estimate the time properly. You're gonna to have to jump on in the next meeting to share. I apologize. So Loretta, if you could take two, and Danny could take two and we can end the meeting together.
14: Yes, Russ. Loretta H recovered in North Carolina. Thank you all, along with my gracious God, who is saving my life. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are our, our humanness, physical, emotional intellect, and spiritual. And with this program, I could tap into all of that in a positive way instead of the Four Horsemen of terror, bewilderment, frustration, and despair. And my favorite team's mascot, Notre Dame, is the Four Horsemen because they turned it around in 1924. And with that, I passed god bless you can turn it around with god in the steps because if a wretch like me can do it you all can do it and with that i really do pass thanks russ thanks all
0: all right you're awesome thanks for doing that so dana if, if you take uh we're still around two minutes oh goodness okay dana you're up Anna, we're going to try to get you there
18: it's all good russ thanks so much uh dana p here i'm in california um, here's what's amazing, is that every single person that shared this morning, ding, 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 me, me, me. And I don't mean that in a me, uh, prideful and or selfish sort of way. I mean, I can totally relate. And my disease, I call him Ed the Troll. He lives under the bridge. And that is the sordid place that my disease wants me to go. Um, this paragraph's talking about I, I believe, and my understanding is that they were talking about physical places. Um, there is a classic painting that you see in a, a lot of AA rooms of the alcoholic with his head on the bar completely passed out, and it's a pretty ugly scene, and that's the physical sorted place. My sorted place is in my mind. You know, that's where my disease really takes uh, power and control over me. And that is no longer the case for me. You know, I'm so eternally grateful um, for this 12-step program. And ultimately, as my dear friend just said, you know, the God, my God that takes care of me, that supports me in everything and everywhere I go um, and helps me to stay out of that sort of place in my mind, which is a very, very tiny little lonely box so I'm going to pass with that. This morning, I know the time is limited. Thank you, everybody, for being here, and have a wonderful week. It's Sunday.
0: All right, Pamela, we got like a minute and a half, if you like. Actually, a minute now. Now it's down to a minute. Or you could you could set up for next meeting, and we can close it out. Well, all right, we're going to. We're gonna move forward here. Thank you to everyone that shared. Uh please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study meeting starting and closing. So today's share ID, Friday, September 1st, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting. Two 20,592. 20592. All right, now we were close to reading from Big Book on page 164 uh, by the Serenity Prayer. And I asked Anne-Marie M. to read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
3: Good morning, Russ. Good morning, everyone. This is Anne-Marie M., uh gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little God will um constantly I'm sorry, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right